People have an infinite capacity to enjoy books while ignoring the message they find provocative. Someone once said of Shaw's plays that they were revolutionary messages covered with chocolate, but that the audiences licked off the chocolate and left the message. They always wanted Eliza to marry Higgins despite all his efforts, and still do. Remember, my fair lady? Where do you pick up all this miscellaneous information? I've been a magpie from birth. Here's another example. I just read that Anna Freud, who liked detective novels, only admired books with male heroes. In fact, only fantasized herself as a male hero. But later in life, she was willing to read even detective novels with a female detective. See what I mean? Now tell me more about last night. Well, after a while, I went back up to the stage and looked down from there. The body had been removed, and the police had finished protecting the area. Whoever the murderer was, he or she had certainly not been on the platform when the shot was fired. Did you see anyone else on the platform when you went back there? Yeah, a young man named Elmer Roth. I never imagined anyone was named Elmer anymore, and I used to watch him as though he'd come from another planet. He stood about with us, that is, with me and Stampede, while they hurriedly recruited Mrs. Byron Boyd, and he tried with little success to make conversation. Well, hardly conversation. Chit-chat. We are an ill-suited pair, I said to Stampede, trying to be minimally friendly. I didn't know who else would be on the program when I agreed to appear, did you? Stampede answered that question succinctly with a howl of dismay. It occurred to me that Stampede was literally frightened of post-nubile women. Either he was with the boys or anticipating a good lay. Any other situation was filled with terror. Is Mark Stampede married? Not that I know of. Anyway, Elmer Roth said to me sort of plaintively, I thought it would be a real discussion. I had the feeling he had decided to explain it to me in anticipation of explaining it to the world. I thought you both might read a bit from your works and then discuss the function of gender roles in crime fiction. It doesn't, he added ruefully, but then everything he said was rueful, seemed to have been one of the century's great ideas. It was a good enough idea, Kate said. He just picked rather extreme examples of the possible points of view. My own feeling, though I'm a friend of yours and therefore hardly unbiased, is that you were prepared to be courteous, at least. But Stampede responded like a man in a brothel who's been forced to perform with the owner's grandmother. Outraged, I mean. Not getting his rightful deserts. That at least was what I gathered from the account in the village voice. He apparently told someone he was tired of being pussy-whipped. Quite a pungent phrase, that. Anyway, Mariana went on, Elmer was clearly worried that everyone would remember that it was his idea and blame the whole thing on him. I didn't even realize it was his idea, so I told him not to worry. After all, Kate said, there have been unpleasantnesses on other platforms before this, but no one was shot. Poor Elmer said he kept thinking the whole thing was a joke and that Mrs. Boyd would get up and walk away. I knew exactly what he meant. Do you think someone could have planned a joke and a real bullet got into the gun by mistake? Oh, I'm not so sure that's possible, but it's an interesting suggestion, Kate said. I'll ask Reed. Husbands who know about guns come in handy. Elmer said he felt awfully guilty because I'd agreed to be on this panel as a favor to him and I might very well be dead. Poor baby, Kate said. I feel sorry for him. 
I have to admit it's a bit harder to summon up some real compassion for Mrs. Byron Boyd. This was due, Kate realized, to a certain unreality about the lady, or, if it came to that, a certain impression that the whole episode was some trick with mirrors that would ultimately be revealed in all its contrivance.' 